We're going to jump into this. This man and his wife and their mother-in-law went on vacation to the Holy Land. While they were there, the mother-in-law passed away. Undertaker told them that you can have a ship home for $5,000 or you can bury her here in the Holy Land for $150. The man thought about it and told him that he would just have her shipped home. The undertaker asked her, why? Why would you spend $5,000 to ship her home instead of burying a year for $150, the man said, a man died 2,000 years ago, and he was buried here, for, and three days later, he rose from the dead. I can't take that chance. Okay. <laughs> We're not live streaming, so that's fine. Um, okay, so I was thinking about this morning. If you think about the situation we're in, in our country, in what we are in right now, you can in a sense say we're in a war. You can actually say when we are fighting battles in our mind, so we continuously, everywhere you watch, I've gone through Facebook and it's like, as I'm scrolling, I just see more, this one has died, this one, and it's just like continuously, this thing is in our face. And in our minds, vaccine and all this stuff, we actually, in a sense, in a war. But at the same time, we live in a different kingdom. We do things differently. We talk differently. We see things differently. And there's such a fine line, especially where we can actually go to that place where we talk the same as the world. It's such a fine line because we're so surrounded with all of this stuff, we can immediately find ourselves like, are you going to get vaccinated or not? You know, the looting and all this stuff happening all across South Africa at the moment. We are faced with this. And there's such a fine line. And we need to make a decision continuously to keep focusing on the word. Speaking by faith. You know, we hear of jobs being lost. And it's like this thing is in our face. And we need to continuously speak the word of God. Now, we've been asked, and this is new norm, where we have to put masks on. We have to sanitize. You know, and scientifically it's been proven it takes 21 days to form a new pattern in your mind. Now, we're in this world, but we're not from this world. And we can easily form those kind of patterns, or we can form new patterns where we stand on the Word of God. We abide. We're good citizens. We do, you know, if it's going to cause somebody to stumble then don't do it, because that's love. But at the same time, we've got the Word, and we stand on the Word of God. Now, a while ago, I had this vision, and it was in the time Pastor John was teaching this series about responding in trials. And now he's moved over to another one, where it's about redeeming time. And both of them are so interlocked. They go together. And I had this vision while we were worshiping a couple of months ago. And I told Pastor John, I said, you keep that. That's a good word. So I'm going to share, and this will be kind of the foundation of my sermon today. And the vision was, I saw this face and I saw this mouth. And this mouth was taped, stapled together. It could not speak. And I remember I saw a long time ago, you know, you go through movies and you see the scary movie. And it's the similar picture, thumbnail that I saw. It's like the staples on this mouth. And what we're facing can cause us to stop speaking by faith. Can stop us from speaking the word of God. And I want us, you know, if you come across, just I'm going to speak by faith. I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to speak the word of God.
Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Now, I know he's speaking about the Jewish world and that kind of stuff, but I want to bring it into our context right now. You know, a lot of times Paul was addressing the church and they were persecuted. They were in a transition of law, grace, and the Jewish system, and the Roman. They were in this transition. So if Paul was actually speaking to us today, he would say, actually, do not be conformed to this pattern of this world, to what you are facing, what I'm facing now. And then carrying on, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. I've decided I'm putting sermons on and listening to Christian music, and I would rather fill my mind with the Word of God and what God is saying about me and my family. But be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you might be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, the pattern in the Thyer definition to conform oneself, example, one's mind, and character to another pattern, fashioned oneself according to. Now, transform means it's a similar word when Jesus was at the Mount of Transfiguration. It's the same word that was used there. Now, I want to read something quickly to you guys. Paul was speaking to Timothy. In 1 Timothy, I'm going to touch on some verses there, but just to give a bit of background on what Paul and Timothy was experiencing. Paul left Timothy, he was like a young preacher, in Ephesus to deal with the false teachers and the heretics in the church. While Paul was in prison in Rome, he wrote to Timothy about how to deal with the church, inviting him to come attend to his needs later and encouraging him to continue in the ministry work. It's sad to see today where it's like the churches we're opening and a lot of people just stop attending. It's like it's just easier to watch on live stream. There is a corporate anointing in a place like this where God steps in. There's a fellowship. And it's like almost, I feel like, I don't want to give credit on the devil, but robbing people of social because that's the whole thing about it. It's like you become antisocial. And there's a social aspect in the church. And when we get together, God, there's fellowship. There's uplifting and it's encouraging, you know, and we should not rob ourselves from this. Now, Paul was speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 to 19. I want to just quickly go to the top there, 1 Timothy 5, verse 6. The goal of this commandment, now he's speaking to Timothy about how to deal with certain situations in the church. Now, how do you deal with it? With this, the goal of the dealing with this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience. And a sincere faith, some have departed from these and have turned from mean, and have turned to meaningless talk. Meaning, you can think of some meaningless talk. Well, let's put it out there, COVID. Let's talk about vaccine. Let's talk about, you know, the rapture and all this, you know. I bet you when there was the Spanish flu, they thought of the same thing. Oh, it's the rapture, we're going to, you know. It's like it's just repeating itself. It's meaningless talk. It's meaningless. 
Let's talk faith. And let's operate in love. I hear so much things about, especially now, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> but Jesus, help us. Help us. Let us as a church and church worldwide stand in love and operate in love. Now, verse 18 to 19 says this, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this commandment, the one in love. In keeping with the prophecies once made about you. Do you have prophecies? I've had it once where we got prophesied over. I had a week of hell the week after that prophecy. I said to Andre, thanks, eh? He says, well, you had a word to hold on to. How many have got prophecies? Okay, we're in what we're in now. Hold on to those words. Don't shipwreck. Don't throw it away. Don't forget about it. In the midst of this, my finances will be the best. In the midst of this, I will stand strong. Once made about you. So that by recalling them, recalling the prophecies, you may fight the battle well. So how do you fight the word, prophetic words? Jesus, this is how I'm going to fight this thing. In my mind, in my life, in my situation around me, this I'm going to find. I'm going to speak the word. Holding on to the faith. Now, when you got saved, you accepted the gospel, you accepted Jesus, and they would call it the faith. So you've got, this is the faith. So I'm holding on to the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwrecked with regarding to their faith. Now, faith and conscience work together. Before you got saved, your conscience kind of, yeah, I would convict you if you had a bit of a Christian background, but generally, you know, there was just no conscience. You know, you would just do stuff and stuff. But when you got saved and you became a child of God, the Holy Spirit came inside of you. And you know what he did? He started teaching you. He started teaching your conscience. And he started shining light on this dark conscience. And when light goes in that conscience, ugh, darkness disappears. A good conscience, so there was a bad conscience. And the sad thing is you can actually still today make a decision to change your conscience, to sear your conscience, to quench what the Spirit has worked inside of you. Now, Bill Johnson said this, and I thought it was quite good. To grieve the Holy Spirit is denying the character. To quench the Spirit is denying the power. So the Holy Spirit has been working inside of you. And I want to encourage even myself, do not quench what the Holy Spirit has worked on the inside of you. John Wesley says this, and I thought it was so beautiful. Holding fast faith, which is as a precious liquor, and a good conscience is, is like a clear glass. If you eventually stop quenching your spirit and you stop changing this conscience, eventually you're going to shipwreck your faith. If God's told you to be faithful and he's spoken to you, keep that conscience. Keep the faith. Because like this, and unfortunately COVID has done it, where it's like, ah, now this morning you woke up, God spoke, you need to come to church this morning. Now, the conscience is like, okay, I need to go. Ah, no, it's too cold. And eventually, after a while, you just quench your conscience. And eventually, you shipwreck your faith. Now, they used to travel from ships. They used to travel from country to country on a ship. And you start losing direction. 
We are not that. What are we clothed with? What you clothe with is what you'll speak. If you clothe with all this stuff, that is what will come out here. A king speaks from a position of authority. He knows he's a king. A son speaks from a position of identity. A slave speaks from a position of slavery. Now, if we throw ourselves with all this stuff happening, this is, this is what will come out here. We'll end up speaking the exact same as what they speak. Let's speak the word. And if you come across people, oh, it's bad. Oh, no, Jesus is good, man. He's with us. I'm keeping my focus. Hebrews 12, let's turn to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Look away from every single distraction. Colossians, now I want to speak something of what you are. Therefore, it's Colossians 3, verse 1 to 3. Therefore, you have been raised with Christ. Keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Keep thinking about these things, thinking about these things. As a man thinketh, so is he. Let's keep thinking. This is who I am. This is who I am. Not things of the earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden in Christ and God. Drop down to verse 12 to 13. Therefore, as elect of God, holy and dearly loved, clothed yourself. Now you can think of, I think as Joshua, when he had filthy clothes, the angel came and says, take off this clothes. And you can think of verses, take on this clothes with a heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgiving one another. If someone happens to have a complaint against anyone else, just as the Lord has forgiven you, you also should forgive others. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. We're in this world, but we're not from this world. Proverbs 18 verse 22, death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love its use will eat its fruit. Now, what I've done now recently with my kiddies, when we climb in the car, and first thing is, okay, come guys, I'm a child of God. I'm filled with the Spirit. I've got the mind of Christ. I, I've got the favor of God in my life. And it's times that I've forgotten about it, and Chloe would say, Daddy, when are we saying that prayer thing? You know, I'm instilling inside of them truths, the Word of God. So I would encourage you, take those I'm confessions and read them. It lifts you up. Proverbs 12 verse 18 says, Speaking recklessness is like a thrust of a sword, but the words of the wise will bring healing. Pastor John, we made a joke of this thing. He sent me this thing about this pastor. It is way yara, and it's awesome. It's liberty yara. And he had this dream. It was this dream. And I want to encourage you with this dream. And, you know, a lot of times we interpret dreams according to our theology. That's right. If our theology is incorrect or it's got this escape theology, you'll have this most powerful dream and you'll interpret it like, Jaron's <laughs> gone back. You know? It is like, woohoo. And, and we are sitting in situations like this, but God is bigger. And so I want to interpret this dream correctly. Because I believe this is what God's got for you. And this dream was like this. He's at an airport. 
And he was standing on this, like, I think he was standing on this tower, like this watchtower, and he saw all these planes and, you know, and the clouds and everything. And the next moment, there's this big stormy cloud, dark cloud, that was approaching this airport. And there was a plane with people in, and they're about to take off. It is about to take off, and this plane was going. And just before this big stormy cloud was hitting this plane, they took off. And they were going above the cloud. They were lifting off. In the midst of this, God's going to lift you up. You will experience above the storm. Many things will surround you, but God says, lift your eyes and see what I will do with you. As you stand on my word, as you speak my word, and you lift to look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, as you know that you're seated in heavenly places, I will lift you up above all these things happening. And people will look at you and they'll say, how can you do this? How can you be so happy? How can you be so prosperous? And you will testify of his goodness. and You will testify about who he is. And many will come to salvation because of your life and what he's done for you. Galatians 6 is not. <laughs> so let us not grow weary in doing good. For in good time, you will reap if you do not give up. I want to encourage you. There's people that should be here that's just shipwrecking their faith. And they're pulling back because they've been so caught up with what's happened in this world. And they're missing out what God wants for them. Let's keep doing the good work. Let's keep pushing. Let's not give up. Let's keep going. Because you will see. You will see. Right now, you will see. You will see. Breakthrough. You will see. You will see. Keep going back to those prophetic words. Keep standing on the word of God. You're going to see God's going to lift you up. Amen. Good, James. Woo! Well done. Well done. Listen, keep the faith, the Bible tells us. Amen. So we need to keep the faith. And keeping the faith is all the things that JD shared this morning. The incredible thing, I was chatting to someone recently. And uh, there's a great big testimony that's developing now of someone that was at a memorial service I did um, in 2014, seven years ago. And um, this guy was just rough and wild, and he was on his way to go and commit crime and things like this, and he was on his way down the stairs of his place. And it was a heinous crime that he was about to commit. And when he got to the first landing of his stairs before he went down in his mansion, he said, suddenly he had a vision of me. Um, from that, I mean, he, he said he'd forgotten me, you know, from the time of that memorial service. And suddenly my face came up, you know, in front of him. He stopped on the way down at the car, went back and returned all the weapons and things like that. And um, sat down and thought, why am I looking? He phoned his lawyer and said, you're going to take me for a drive. And they drove around until they found the church. Then he got the number, he phoned and JD answered. And he said, I need to speak to your pastor. Urgently. And Jay had said, well, he's just a bit busy, but come to church Sunday and I'll set up an appointment. He will set up an appointment, which he did. And then J.D. said, let me pray for you. And J.D. prayed for him. The first thing that he said to me, he said, I've got to meet this J.D. guy as well, Pastor J.D. He said, because he prayed for me. He said, it's the first time ever a man has got me on my knees without hitting me. 
He said he prayed for me and was like, God connected me to a vacuum cleaner and sucked all the hatred out of me and the anger. Isn't that awesome? So say amen that God is still working. God is still working. And one of the things that I said, and was somebody else that came, also another miracle. And I said to him, isn't it interesting that prophetically God was quiet about the COVID thing? We didn't get mass warnings. There's this thing coming. Why? And I believe it is because God wanted us to apply the word and go through this thing. Exactly what JD said. Amen. So we stand having done all we stand. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you.